a subject this morning in the blessed hope of the believer. A study of the end time events known as the rapture. In John, the 14th chapter, God said, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I'd go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. What a glorious day. The angelic messengers informed the disciples on the day of Jesus' return to the Father, he said, this same Jesus, this same Jesus, you know, We look in Acts chapter 1 and verse 11. You know, it talks about, uh, said ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into the heavens? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you unto heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. In every chapter of Paul's two epistles to the church of Thessalonica, the return of Jesus Christ is declared to be the irrevocable promise of God. Therefore, the question is not if he is coming, but when is he coming? In 1 Thessalonians, turn with me please to chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians, as we look at this portion of Scripture and we see God talking to us and we want to look at that. You know, we should get excited when we think about the second coming of the Lord. 1 Thessalonians, I guess I won't get what I want in Philippians, but we can try it, but I don't think it'll work, but uh, God has uh, blessed us so, and, and we need to look here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. But of the times and seasons, brethren, we have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travailed upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. 
But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that they that the day should overtake you as a thief. We, as Christians, should not depend on A, B, N, B, C, C, A, N, any of those newscasts to tell us how bad things are going to get. God's Word tells us. God's Word tells us that things will get worse and worse and worse before he comes. God said in verse 4, read it again, but ye brethren are not in darkness that they should overtake you as a thief. Ye are, are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us, who are of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a hamlet, the hope of salvation. For God has Pointed, he has pointed us to wrath, but to obtain. Let's see what he he said here. Notice what God says here. For God have not appointed. I want to make sure I got the not in there. But to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. God tells us in this portion of Scripture, times, you know, we look in uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and we look at, at verse 1, when it said, But of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. Times, this is a root word for the modern term chromology, which means the science that deals with the determination of dates and the sequence of events and the arrangement of events in time. And that's exactly what God does. We can do that by the season. We know there's going to be summer, there's going to be fall, there's going to be spring, there's going to be autumn. But sometimes it's still cool when summers get here. Sometimes in the fall we still have hot days. Sometimes in the winter we still have hot days. But there will always be those four seasons. And there will always be signs for the child of God to know that the Lord Jesus Christ is on his way. When Paul is saying is we can understand the chronological or sequence of events, the question arises, can we know the date, 
of Christ? No. Anybody that says Christ is going to come back December the 3rd is blowing hot air, trying to get a little bit of notoriety. But we know when winter is on his way. We don't know what day is going to be here, but we see the signs. The trees begin to change. Well, there are signs in our society that tells us that the Lord Jesus Christ is on his way. Matthew 24, verse 36. Matthew, the 24th chapter and verse 36 says, But of the day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. If I understand that scripture, Jesus Christ himself doesn't know exact day that the Father's going to say, Son, go get my children. But I can tell you one thing, he's ready. He's ready. So there are certain things that must come to pass. We conclude that there is a specific time when Christ is to return, but God has chosen not to reveal that exact day. But we know, however, and should understand the signs of the times. We should also comfort one another with this word. What First Thessalonians 4.18 tells us. We should also be looking forward to the great anticipation of the glorious event of the rapture. I get up almost every morning. If it's not real, real cold, I take a cup of coffee. I go out on my front porch and I look at the sky. Lord, don't see any clouds. There's a little bitty cloud over here, Lord. And I'll sit there and stare at that cloud for a little while, hoping it'll move, hoping that Jesus Christ will appear on the horizon. For then I know every one of his elect has been saved. He will not come till every one of his elect know Jesus Christ personally. In 2 Timothy, in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 8, God said, Henceforth, There is laid up for me a crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Now you know as well as I know there will probably be about as many Christians drunk tomorrow as there is lost people. They'll be out on the beach. They'll be out on deer. They'll be out on what? Celebrating this blessed country that God gave us. And yet, 
there's no preparation for his return. But God said, Bless, henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only. Now, listen to my next statement. He also didn't say to everybody. He didn't say everybody. I I hope that as everybody is here that can be here next Sunday, because I've been studying and studying and praying and praying, and there's no doubt in my mind, if you will follow me in the scriptures, you will see that Christ has a bride, is a Baptist bride, and only certain Baptists are going to be in that bride. Rest of them are going to be guests. You may not believe me, but you've you got to believe the scriptures Amen. if you're saved. Now, I know what lost people are saying. If, if I just, just get in, you know, if I can be a washwoman or if I can wipe down, you don't need no washwoman in heaven. You don't need no cooks in heaven. Amen. That prayer wife. Told my wife yesterday, Sister Brenda sent me some cherries, you know. I said, what are you going to do with that? She said, oh, I'll make you a cherry pie. I said, i tell you what's better. Why don't you make me some chocolate-covered cherries? Because I want to get used to eating that fruit because that's what I'm going to flourish on in glory. Come on now. What did they eat in the Garden of Eden? They didn't eat a big old steak. They didn't eat barbecue chicken. They ate the fruit. The fruit. Now, if I'm wrong, and I'll just tell whoever cooking it, make mine meat and well. But fruit is, is the food of glory. The fruit of glory. God said here in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 8, Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. That day. You know what that day means? A particular day. A day set apart. And not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. If you love his appearing, why don't you love him where on Sunday in church is the only place you can meet him? You throw rocks at me, tell me I'm crazy. I'm telling you, he built his church, and if you're not sick or providential hindrance in God's house on Sunday, it's the only place you can meet the Lord. You can argue with me, you can fuss, you can cuss, you can say whatever. I worship God under the apple tree. You do that on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday. But on God's day, you need to be in God's house. Preach it, Brother Vance, preach it.
Henceforth. Henceforth. We begin this study, therefore, from a chronological point of view. We will begin by examining what the Bible says about the rapture. The meaning of the rapture, the next event in prophecy, is often referred to as the rapture. One of the first concerns that, <coughs> that arise in this study is the fact that the word rapture. You know why? doesn't appear in the Bible. doesn't appear. However, we do know that these exist and are found in the Word of God. There are English words based on biblical truth. The word rapture has a Latin origin, which means caught up. What is a rapture? Being caught up. Greek word from which the Latin word comes is harpso, H-A-R-P-A-Z-O, found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 17, when it says, Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. guy on Facebook was trying to argue with me that when we grow up that we won't come back. Well, God said I'm going to be with the Lord and if the Lord comes back to get rest of the people, I've got to come with him. First mention of the rapture in the first New Testament is found in John 14, 1 through 3. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I'd go to prepare a place for you. Now, stop a moment. Would, would anybody here not be satisfied with one of God's mansions? I would. But he said, in my father's house are, right now, many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. But he said, I'd go to prepare a place for you. Who's he talking about? <laughs> uh, he's talking about his elect of the elect. Amen. But I'd go to prepare a place for you. And if I go in prior place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. We know there's many mansions. Don't know who's all in those mansions. Don't know how many mansions it is. But he tells us there's many mansions. But that's not where I'm going because he said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. Other passages in the New Testament that refers to the rapture are 1 Corinthians 1, 7. So that ye come behind in no gift, waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
We ought to be waiting. And when God used the word waiting, he don't mean just sitting there hoping. We need to be about the Father's business. Amen? We need to be about the Father's business. Philippians 3.20 talks about for our conversation, that is our way of life. A lot of times when they have conversation, it's talking about your way of life. Looking for that blessed hope. But Paul said there in Philippians 3.20, For our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. My heart is in heaven. Why? Because Titus 2.13 said, looking for that blessed hope. And the glorious appearing of our great God and Jesus Christ. Then he said in Hebrews 9, 28. So Christ (coughs) was once offered to bear the sins of many. Now, see, when you come across a verse like this, you stop, when you're studying the Bible, you make a little note. Many is not everybody, right? Many of the members were here, but not all. So God said, so Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many. And unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. There are two (coughs) descriptions of the rapture. The two most important passages described the rapture are found in First Thessalonians chapter four and First Corinthians chapter fifteen. There are eight great truths about the rapture contained in First Thessalonians four. 13, 1 Thessalonians, as we look in the word of God and we see let's look at just a few here, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Go down to verse 13. But I would not have you be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that he sorrow not even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so 
them also with sleep in Jesus Christ shall God bring with them. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. You know, the Christian has always been put in the back row, back way of society. But when that rapture comes, Christians, they're going to come. Those, that bride, that elect, is going to come out of that grave first. The first shall be last, and the last shall be first. Now, if we see a realization in verse 13, He said, but I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that he sorrow not even as others which have no hope. You know, when you drove through the Georgetown Cemetery and the one up 125 and the uh, shell of a lot of my loved ones are, there, but they're not. Amen. They're not. Right. And when they come out of that grave, that body's going to be changed in the twinkling of an eye. And people say, Well, I know them. You knew them when you put them in the ground, didn't you? Did my body change when God saved me? No, it's still the old sinful body it was, but the inward man changed. Realization, see, which are asleep, that ye sorrow not even as others who have no hope. See, if a lost family member dies and goes to hell, Not everybody agrees with this. I believe I'm right. Everybody that is lost will stand before God and be judged, and we will see them cast into the lake of fire. That's where your sorrow. You ought to be in sorrow when a when a lost family member that you believe I've never seen any sign of being saved that they're in hell right now. body, that spirit will come up out of, you know, for judgment and then right back. Remember the rich man and Lazarus? Go tell. 
If someone from the dead would go back, they'd believe. They didn't. Jesus was dead. He was in the grave three days, three nights. Not from Friday to Sunday, three days and three nights. You don't know when he died. You don't know when he's raised. I don't know whether you know who you're believing in. But he came. And he's at the right hand of God this morning, make an intercession for me. Make an intercession for me. The devil accuses me and accuses me. And Jesus said, he's mine. I pay for him. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so those which sleep, shall he bring with him. What he said in verse 14, For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. You know, we go to funerals, we go to graveside, and, you know, and that, that one that we drop down in the ground won't be like that when they come up. They'll be like Jesus. And if you got a husband, a wife, a son, a daughter, a grandparent, that's a loved one that's died, and you believe they're in glory, you're not going to fellowship with them anymore if you're not saved when you die. We looked at Matthew 17, verse 13, and Revelation 6, 9 through 11. You'll notice this passage does not teach soul sleeping. Because there ain't no such thing as soul sleeping. He's asleep. No, not. This, uh, one of the last funerals I preached, you know, the daughter was so, mama, mama just couldn't, mama just couldn't sleep. And, and he said, she looked at me and she said, but preacher, mama's sleeping now. No, she ain't sleeping. No. If she died lost, she's in hell burning. And if she died saved, she's in glory. She's not sleeping. Why would you want to sleep when you'd be in the presence of Jesus? Matthew 17, 3, And behold, there appeared unto Moses and Elias talking with him. And answered Peter and said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If thou wait, let us make three tabernacles, one for thee and one for Moses and one for Elias. While he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of cloud which said, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. Revelation chapter 6. Revelation chapter 6. Verse 9. 
And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they had held. You ever read The Trail of Blood? Rows, hundreds and thousands of souls died for their testimony. Cut their heads off and put it on a post. God said, when he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar such souls. That head stayed on the pole, just rotted out in the body. I don't know what they did to the body, but the soul God protected. And at the judgment, what was said, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God. And many people you think in 2022 would be slain for the word of God. God said in verse 10, And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And the white robes were given unto them, one of them, and it was said unto them that they should rest for a while, season until the fellow servants also and their brethren should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. What's that verse telling us? Right before the Lord's come back, there's going to be Baptists who are going to be killed for their belief. I mean, we have a hard time getting Baptists to stand up for the Baptist belief now. I mean, Pastor, you know a church can't save anybody. One church is as good as another. You know, we're all working to get to the same place. I'm not. I'm not working to get to heaven. I know I'm going to heaven because Jesus died for me. I know it because God chose me in Christ before the foundation of the world. Before he created this beautiful world, he elected me. Amen. Read Ephesians 1, 2, 3. It won't take you about 15 minutes. You'll find that if you're saved, that God chose you in Christ before the foundation of the world. talking to a guy one night and he said I, I, preacher I don't believe that Old Testament this may surprise you I wasn't quoting the Old Testament the New Testament and the Old Testament tells us that Revelation for this we say by the word of God that they which are alive and remain they'll be caught up For the Lord shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trump in God. You know, all of this is found right in the first Thessalonians as we studied. The rapture, we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. You know, this is sort of funny, but I find it spiritual amusing. You know, 
I don't fly that often, but, you know, the, the time that my wife flew down to Texas and I went with her to see her often, had to take everything off, you know, except my underwire, it seemed like, you know. When that rapture takes place, I won't have to take any, any luggage at all. No luggage. Isn't that wonderful? All that old silliness, you know, people. Well, before I die, I will get this diamond ring to my uncle and my soul. You know, you'd have everything I got when I die. You don't want to take nothing with you. You came in this world with nothing, you'll leave with nothing. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. There are some very important statements in the second passage, and that's found in 1 Corinthians 15. Notice this. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Notice verse 51, 52, and 53. 1 Corinthians 15, 51. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of, of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption. And the moral must put on immortality. Yeah. A lot of people, you know, just, I don't know where they get it. Maybe they just watch the movie or something. But, you know, I want, I want to take my good clothes and jewelry. Because when I'm in glory, I want to wear it. Where do you, how do you even think that way? It won't mount to nothing in glory. It won't mean nothing in glory. My aunt died, Aunt Edith, Edith, I can't even say her name. Edith Knox died. I preached her funeral. And her daughter came up and had about a, I don't know, she said it was a chair and a half, and she took off the chair and a half, put it in her mom's hand. I'll get that when I get to heaven. I can say assurance. I don't know wherever my aunt went to heaven, but I can say with assurance that diamond ring didn't. But I got pretty much where I know it went, but we won't go there this morning. Show you a mystery. We shall all be changed. The rapture is an event that will take place quickly, and it's inclusive of all the redeemed. The trumpet shall sound. In at least three passages concerning the rapture, a trumpet is mentioned. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 52, in a moment, that twinkling of an eye, the last trumpet, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. 
Then we drove to First Thessalonians. We drove to uh, Revelation chapter 4. I'm right here at Revelation chapter 4, so we'll get this one first. Revelation chapter 4 and verse 1 says, After this I look and behold a door uh, was open in heaven and the first voice which I heard was as, as if it were a trumpet talking with me which said, Come up hither and I will show you the things which must be hereafter. I mean, God gets our attention. He talks to us with uh, uh, the word of God and the last one was First Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 16 when he said, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. If I was alive and the rapture took place right now and if my mom and dad and sisters and brothers had gone on before me were saved, they would see God before me. The dead in Christ shall rise first. Don't you want to see your mom? If you believe your mom is saved, why wouldn't you want to, if you believe your sisters, your brothers? <laughs> you know, I used to tell Ma- Margaret, you know, all of my sisters are good cooks, but Margaret, but she was just, She'd make mud cakes taste good. I mean, and I always, I said, Mom, you're going to be the top chef up there. And she said, no, no. I just want to be near Jesus. Don't make any difference what I'll do. just want to be near Jesus. Just want to be near Jesus. I preach on Facebook Live tonight at 6.30. Y'all probably be eating hamburgers and hot dogs and playing horseshoe. And, but uh, at least when you get time, you can hear the rest of it. Song leader, pianist, trump.